0: Let's start from the bottom of 27B, okay? Second to last line on the page, the Ikid Amri, another version of the question that Ribera is asking, Ribera Amaira is asking like this. Um, Rashi is going to put, Rashi is going to fix things over here in certain places. Rashi is going to tell us that the, the, the words over here did not end up making it in exactly, properly, correctly, and some of this edited incorrectly, basically. So Zehra is asking a question, is there an abaita a service that is followed by another service, Sula Bazar? And yet this avayda would be considered in, in, in valid, right? In, in, uh, in invalid, right? An invalid avayda, in invalid service is done by non-Kohen. Sorry. We find that there's the case of the putting of the limbs, the avayram, the limbs, and the padarim and the facts on the mezbech, that is only considered to be completed. That part is only completed when you actually remove the ashes from the back. And yet still putting that on the fire, if a non-Kohen would do it, if a czar, a non-Kohen would do it, he would be The Gemara says, this is the end of the service of the morning. But what do you mean? There's the removal of the ashes is followed by, the Chuma is when you take a little bit of the ashes away. We said earlier that it has to be one handful worth minimum. right? But after you do that, you then have to remove the ashes fully outside the outside the, um, the machana right and yet still the removal of the ashes is considered to be to be a full abaydah, full service it is the very first avidah the very first service that is done during the daytime says if you have already washed your hands for the sake of the chumas for the sake of removal of that one palm full of ashes then the next morning when the daylight comes you don't have to wash your hands again because you've already started to, uh you washed your hands at the beginning of the service. So Gemara says, well then we're left with the kasha of Rav because it seems that even a service, only a service that is nothing after it would be a service that a czar should not be able to do. So rather, the statement of Rabbi was said, this is how it was said. If you have a czar, who arranges the two Gizri etzim. So if you're going to missaree the statement of Rabbi Echanan, this is how it should be said over. Rabbi Eichnen said like this, if you have a non-Kohen who arranges the two logs of wood on the Mizbech, he's not allowed to go on the obviously. But if he did, he was liable for the death penalty. Because it is a complete service. Putting the, the logs of wood on the Mizbech is the entire service. That itself. To which Rava asks a question if so then it should require a pious it should require a uh, another lottery over here by um, Pius does it not require a lottery whoever wins the lottery for the removal of a handful of ashes in the morning they also merited the removal of the two logs of wood Mara says, no, that wasn't my question. Ha this is my question. If I su love, it should be able to make its own arrangement, its own lottery completely just for the two logs of wood. The, answer is, the reason why we don't make our own arrangement and we don't but we don't make a separate lottery just for the two logs of wood is because we stated earlier, if you remember, at the beginning of the previous, at the beginning of this parak, what did we state? We stated that the Truma Sadeshan they needed to make its own lottery for the Tumas However, people were not so excited. They were not so enthusiastic about the service of taking away a handful of ashes. They said, we're going to throw in a sweetener. We're not just going to, this lottery is not just going to be for the sake of who gets to take the handful of ashes. It is also going to be for the sake of who gets to put the two logs of wood on. So technically it could have had its own lottery, but because of this other reason, it does not have its own lottery. Okay, so now we're going to skip to Amar Marzutra, which is um. Uh, five lines above the Mishnah. That's what Rashi says you should do. Five, I'm sorry, five lines above the end of this chapter. Amar of Rashi Tanina, we have also learned this idea that the arranging of the two logs of wood is considered to be its own service. the the person who's in charge, the officer is in charge, would say to them, go and check if the time has come for the slaughtering of the carbon Talmud, of the daily Talmud offering. It doesn't say anything about the idea of make sure it's time for the, for the purpose, for the arranging of the two logs of wood, right? So what are we trying to say from here? We're trying to say it must be that the arranging of the two logs of wood is its own unique uh, service because if it was not its own unique service, then why would we say why would we say that, wait until, uh, make sure it's morning so you can bring the, the carbon. You should also say, wait until it's morning so that you can bring the, um, the two logs of wood. My answer is, half the like this. If somebody would slaughter the carbon tamid, the daily offering, the lamb offering in the morning, if they slaughter it while it is still night, that service is completely invalid. They would take that offering and then go bring it out to get burned. However, the arranging of the logs of wood on the mezbah, let's say it happens too early before it's actually morning. You know what would happen? The thing which has the ability to be fixed, they're not going to mention. In other words, how do you fix it? Well, if you arrange the logs of wood. Well, it is still night. Well, when morning comes, just rearrange the logs of wood. You have not invalidated the arrangement by doing it at the improper time. You can still do it again. However, if you talk about shechting an animal, doing the shechita, the ritual slaughter, there is no option to do it again. The animal is already dead. That animal is gone now, and nothing can, you can't do anything with it. Next part. Right? This is the thing that we were actually talking about, right? The mamuna would say to them, the, the officer would say to them, go and check if the time has come for the slaughtering of the carbon Thomit, of the daily morning offering. if the time has come, And the person who would see, the person who's checking to see if the morning is coming, would say, it is daytime. Masyb and Shmuel, says, the Gemara is going to say it's not so clear exactly what's happening over here, but he adds on that the entire face of the East has become bright until, and lit up until Who Aymar? And then he would say back, hen, yes. So there's going to be a question of who's saying what. That's what Gemara is going to deal with. Why is it so important to go through this entire rigmarole? Like, why don't you just say, make sure it's morning, right? The one time, unfortunately, the sun—sorry, oh, the light of the light of the moon came. and it, they thought or that the east has already become lit up from the sun. Instead, it was really the light of the moon. and they shachted the carbon And then once they realized that it was really the moon and it was not yet dawn they had to take that carbon comet out to the place to get burned because it was not going to be kosher because it was sacrificed too early. So after that, they said, you know what, from now on, we're going to have a whole process to ensure that we never do it too early again. How you redo the They the kind down to the place where he gets immersed, right? Because now we're continuing in the service of the day, right? We're going back and forth in terms of the service of a regular day and the service of the Yom M- Kippur. So now we're talking about the Yom Kippur service. We say, as soon as they say it's time for, uh, you know, the, the light has come up, then they take the kangado to the Beis to the mikvah. Zei ha'ibamikdash. This was the principle in the Beis HaMikdash. Kola If anybody has defecated, and twila, they would have to go to the mikvah afterwards. Bechol ha'matel. and anybody who just urinated, red line, they would have to wash their hands and feet from the eur. Turning the page now. Tanya alert in a brisa. says, Barak barkai. Barak barakai means that the morning light is shining. Different language. Allah Bar Kai. The morning star is coming up, which is a little bit of a later time. Nachum ben Af Kashian Aimer, Af Bar Kai beCheshvan. That the morning light is already in Chevron, right? Masia ben Shmuel Eimer. Hamamuna ala paisis Eimer. The person who's in charge of the lotteries would say. Heyer pene kolamizrach ad she The entire east, all the way up to Chevron, has become lit up. Yudavemaseira Eimer. Heyer pene kolamizrach ad beChevron. The entire light up until the East has become lit, abdul until the Yatsu The not only that, but all the people have gone out, people to go do their work. Problem is, we are now is gonna ask, that's a very late time period whenever everybody has gone out to do their work. In other words, the, the vast majority of people are not yet going out to do their work when it's still uh, pretty dark outside and it just became lit up in the East and not yet in the West. When most people that went out, that means that it's already lit up everywhere. So rather, I mean, we don't mean when everybody went out, we mean the people who are going out to get the contractors, right? So the contractors are going out to hire the workers, right? So when you already take your workers and you went down to the site, that's already pretty late. But when you're traveling down to the Chili's to pick up some guys to help out, you know, with whatever construction site you're doing, so that's already somewhat earlier. And that time period is the time period that we're referring to. Amarev Safra. So da Abram, Minchimashach Reit Kaisli. The, the the davening of Abraham, right, tolu is prayer, right, the, the davening of, it was from the time that the kaisal starts getting dark, right, what does this mean? Right? We're referring to the mincha prayer, although we know in Brachas, right, we refer to that mincha is considered to be the one that Yitzchak was, Kadesh, the Yitzchak started davening. However, because he is the son of Abraham, we're also able to call it the prayer of Abraham. And what we're saying is that when's the right time period? When the when the wall starts getting dark? Amar av Ravyeisu says, and may Avram Nikom a very powerful question. I don't understand. Avram lived before the Torah was ever given to us. Why are you learning halacha from what Avram Avinu did? Amar Tana Gomer may Avram. What do you mean? You have a problem with this? We learned other things from Avram. the Tana already learned from Avram. If the Tanah said that this is something you learn from you when Amira has the chutzpah to come along and say we shouldn't learn after from Abraham. it's Tanya, we learned in Raisa. And on the eighth day, the Pasik teaches, on the eighth day is when you do the circumcision, you do a So the fact that it says, on the eighth day, implication is, any part of the eighth day. Elah has reason in the However, the people who are zealous in mitzvah's observance, they actually would quickly do it earlier. It says, the, the Pasik says, I'll tell you why we know we should do it quickly. Because the Pasik teaches about Abram Avinu. And Abram got up in the morning. And he saddled his donkey on the day that he was going to, to start off on his journey for the Akedas Yitzchak. He wakes up right away in the morning. This teaches us you need to move quickly. The fact that the Tana says, I know the idea of being zealous and you should move quickly in the morning. From Avram Avinu, that itself teaches us this principle that we could derive law from Avram Avinu's behavior. Elomarabba, so we had the rubber says so like this. If Yisuf had a different problem, did not, it learned in a Mishnah. If Arab Pesach comes out on Arab Shabbos, right, we learned this not so long ago. The carbon Tamid, Tamid would be shafted on the six and a half hours into the day. Actually, I don't think it's the carbon tomid, I think it's the carbon Pesach will be shafted at six and a half hours into the day. And it will be brought as an offering on the seventh and a half hour into why are you saying that it can only be shachted at the six and a half hours into the day? If indeed you're allowed to dava mincha from six hours into the day, then you should be able to do the same thing for the carbon thom, for the carbon pesach, and do it at the sixth hour into the day. I'm sorry, at the seventh hour into the day, exactly at midpoint when the when the, the walls start getting dark. My kosher, What's the question? Perhaps in the bais the walls actually would get dark at the six and a half hours into the day, and therefore you have no proof. Because they were not, uh, it were, were not, they were built in a way that the, the shadow would end, up, would end up coming a little bit later and only on the sixth and a half hour, not on the seventh hour. Inami, or perhaps Shani Abram, it's like Abraham had some sort of uh, different understanding of what this means, but let's assume that it means that he was very well versed in, in astronomy. Maybe he had a great sundial, and Abraham knew exactly when midpoint was. Inam, another answer. he was a Zakin, he was an elder, and he spent time in Yeshiva. Says in the, name of Han, the son of Chanina says, A beautiful idea. From all the days of our forefathers, once Abram came into the world, the Yeshiva never stopped existing. When they were they had it says, so Hashem is speaking to Moshe and he says, I want you to go and gather the Zikne Israel, the elders of Israel. This does not mean the older people in Israel, right? It means the people who are well versed in the Torah. It says, <speaking in Hebrew> So May again says, Gather seventy men from the elders of Israel, right? To, to make the Sanhedrin. Once again, referring to those who go learning Torah. Avram Vinu, Zakin the Yeshabah. Avramin was elderly and he was learning Yeshiva. Shinemar says Abraham Avram is Yavim. Avram was an elder in those days. The Gemara is saying this word, this phrase elder, we have to understand means those people who know Tirah. Yitzhakavinu Yi Zakin Yitzchak was also elderly and was sitting in Yeshiva. Shinema says, And it was that when Yitzraq got older, Yaakovinu, Zakin the Yeshab Shivahaya, Shinema, and also says about him. And the eyes of Yisrael had become uh, you know, old or heavy from age. So, this word, we keep on seeing this word. This word is always a hint that these are people who spent their days in yeshiva. It's referring to before he gives the bracha to Menashe and Ephraim, and his eyes get dark and dim. And, then, and that is when Yosef brings them to get the blessing. Elisha and Abraham Zachary be Yishiva even Eliezer was someone who spent time in Yishiva never says the steward of Abraham never it says I am Abraham's aide and Abraham says to his servant the Zachary base the elder of his house Hamishal bachal shalay who is in charge of everything that he has Abraham Elisha says Shimishal bataris rabbi that he was able to rule over the tyra of his teacher, who dramatically Elisha he is the domestic Eliezer. What is Damasek Eliezer? So we always think of it as being the one who comes from Damascus. The Gemara has a drasha. Interestingly enough, who is the person who makes this drasha? Somebody whose name is Eliezer, right? Or at least Eliezer, right? So he says, what is his name? Damasek Eliezer. Damasek comes from, it's a uh, an acronym for the Dola umashke. Dole means that he took in and mashke means that he gave out, Okay. From the teacher from his rabbi's uh, teachings to others. Umr Rav says, "Time Abraham terakula Abraham kept the It says, because Avraham has heard my voice and listened to everything that I've told him, right? And he kept the teras, right, and the mitzvah's Simi Rab, maybe it means that he just kept the seven misses not the whole terah. he definitely kept this Mila, which is more than just seven. maybe it means the seven mitzvahs of the Binayah and also the mitzvah of Mila. He says to him, "In Cain, if so, say, teresay, why does he say my commandments and also my laws? Right? When it says my commandments and my laws, it implies." I'm Amar Rabbi Tameravashi, Chaim Amar Rabino, Avrilu was even careful to keep the laws of Eiruv Tavshilin. What laws of Eiruv Tavshilin? We had it once before already. Uh, generally speaking, you're not allowed to cook from Yom Tov to Shabbos. You're not allowed to cook from Yom the to weekday and from Yom to Shabbos, right? Or from Yom Tov to the second day, of yom tif, right? However, if you make what is called an Eiruv Tavshilin which is you start the, the preparations already before, before before Yom Tif comes in, you're allowed to cook from Yom Tif for the sake of Shabbos. Now, the prohibition of cooking from Yom Tif for Shabbos is only a rabbinic origin. And the mitzvah of that, the enactment of making an air of to permit you to cook from Shabbos to Yom Tif is also rabbinic. And still, Avram Rabino was careful with that. Avram Mavino kept the entire from beginning to end. And it says, both the Torah of the, of the written Torah and the Torah of the oral Torah, which, as we know, sometimes when we say oral Torah, we refer to that, which is actually a Torah of, of um, origin from Hashem directly, right? And it's just the oral Torah that was given over by Moshe Rabbeinu. And sometimes we refer to the rabbinic laws that were made enacted later to make fences around the Torah. But here we're referring to the second category. Masi v. Shmuel says over that he would say yes back. Ma'an who is the one who says yes back? If you say it's the person who's standing on the roof, who he's the person who's having the dream, he's also the person interpreting it. The Gemara is using an idiom to explain. It doesn't make sense that he asks, he stands up there he's like, is the east lit up? Yes, it is, right? It's a, it's a funny way of speaking. So rather, it must be the person who's standing on the ground. What do you mean? How could he say yes? He's standing on the ground. He can't see that far. You know, you have to have You know the answer. One answer would be, the person who's standing on the roof is the one who, um, I'm sorry, the person standing on the ground. The other answer is that the person who's standing on the roof. The one who's standing on the roof. He says, the entire east is all lit up. The person standing on the ground then says to him, Including even all the way to Hebron, and he responds, Hey, even all the way to Hebron. You buy the same, another version would be the same. The one who's standing on the ground, he says, Heir, is everything all lit up? And he says, Even up until Hebron. And he says back, Hey, yes, right? So the pur- purpose now is to, it's not necessarily to explain how far it's lit. Rashi explains over here the reason why we use Hebron is to be to be to remember the merit of our forefathers, right? Which is very important, as we just learned in this previous parsha Bihu that what's going to save us from the terrible tochachas, the terrible uh, punishments, is going to be zchus Right, the merit of the fathers, together with our tshuva and the merit of our fathers. Why is all this necessary? Because one time they messed up about the moon. You might now ask me, Michlif, who would get confused between the moon and the sun? It's a little difficult to get confused, right? You cannot compare the light of the sun to the light of the moon. The, the, the light that is coming off of the moon, it comes out in a very straight direction. Like There's a, an actual sense of, of uh, it's not as diffused, I guess. I guess that's what the guru is saying. It comes out more direct in, in a specific uh, place. So it's harder to get confused. The light of the, of the sun goes out everywhere. It was a it was a a cloudy day. and therefore, even though it was the moon, right, it was still a situation where the light was diffused. We see from here that if it's a cloudy day, then the sun will really be all over the place. Might not you know what's the difference? If you're going to be spreading out skins for the sake of drying them out, well, this is going to help it. If it's a cloudy day, the sun will be all over. You know, I mean, different reason, look at the Doresh rabba like that which Rabbah says. A woman should not need the, the dough for the matzah and Arab Pesach, not in the sun, nor, not even in the heat of the sun, right? Because you want to be extra stringent. And this is going to end up saying that on a day which is cloudy, even in the moon, light would be a problem. The, 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 the light or the light which is somewhat produced by the sun, but not more of the indirect light is actually sometimes more powerful than the light of the sun directly. The simanech and the proof is, Dina then Adana dehala, which is like a flask of vinegar. A flask of vinegar, if it's open all the way, the, the smell will diffuse quickly, but if it's open with a very small hole, then that smell will be more potent. So too, a reflection, the haziness of the sun, and sometimes be more powerful than the sun itself. This is not obviously meant to be, obviously, as you say, this is not meant to be a, a physics conversation. This is clearly a, a deeper meaning that's going on over here. The light which comes directly out. So the light which comes out, what we need to say is, it's, 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 this is an interesting idea if you're looking up at the at the sun and the sun is coming through a bunch of clouds and there's like a little crack in the cloud and the sun comes you know all of its force comes straight through that cloud sometimes that's more powerful than the sun being out fully right because i'm guessing it has to do with like the shift in like the dilation of your pupils and things of that nature the simonech dilfa and the proof to this is or your or the remes the hint to this is um dilfa is like to be dripping right so what happens is like this: if, if you have two choices, you can either have the, you have like somebody drip water on your head, one drop at a time, or if you jump into a bath. Obviously, being completely immersed in water is far more comfortable than having somebody drip water on your head. So, so too, when the sun is fully out, then it's not as um, disturbing as when the as when the, the like a little bit of the sun comes out from a crack, then it's even far more disturbing. Okay, tomorrow night we'll continue with the conversation of how certain things which are seemingly should be not as bad and actually end up being worse. And then